Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 12, March 8, 2016. Your host, Midnight Toker. Thank you all for listening. First of all, let me apologize to all you out there that have been listening regularly. It's, there's a few of you, so I do apologize to you. I wanted to um, say I'm sorry. Things have been going lots. Last week I posted that uh, we had looked at a property, a um, little over budget. Um, person called back. We've been talking to him over the last couple of days. Things could get interesting any day. Back and forth, constantly working out details. Good sense may be ready to start. I'm excited. Lots of things going on. Uh, today's show, I just had to, to hit the record button because I started doing more research again on Louis Armstrong and things got a little out of hand. I just kept on going and I, I just had to stop. I'm going to leave you some links where you can go and watch some of these things too if you're interested in it. Um, I'm going to just tell you what I found out. One thing, the way this started, um, in conversations that I'm going to play later for you, uh, Frank Turney, he brought up this idea of jazz musicians being uh, targeted by Anslinger. And specifically, there's lots of stuff in there that doing research on why he was so against it and it just seemed to be jealousy and uh, afraid of the black man, Anslinger, anyway. Um, so where I got a lot of this inf- uh, information from is a place called it's High Society. It was an episode on YouTube, Pot and Jazz. And where I get to get back to with Frank, he mentioned this, I go to some friends of mine that love jazz and I like Louis Armstrong so I just sent them a text saying give me a good Louis Armstrong that I can put in between transition piece they come back with tons of stuff and things they didn't know that produce uh, specifically Louis Armstrong was quite the cannabis smoker I never knew myself it's just something that's kind of kept out to kind of keep an image of him up. Um, so as looking back in jazz, what I found out, he grew up in New Orleans, said he was smoking cannabis every day from the day he was 14. Um, a lot of the action that was going on in New Orleans at the time, burlesque, brothels, it was fun. Storyville. Um, a lot of things going on in those places particularly cannabis was in there. Weed, reefer, this new word that I've never heard before. Gauge. Never heard it called that before, but apparently the jazz musicians were. And a song that Louis Armstrong wrote, Muggles. I am not even going to get into the thing about Harry Potter and Muggles. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. A little bit. Uh, The Muggles, um, Something is there. There's some connection there. Uh, in in watching about Louis Armstrong, there were three things that he always traveled with. His trumpet. Understandable. This product called Swiss Chris. It was a laxative. He said it was pretty powerful stuff. Herbal treatment. They say you can still get it. Um, if you've used 
the right the right amounts more than enough you could be going right to the bathroom immediately and Gage as he talked his trumpet Swiss Chris and Gage traveled with them everywhere there's a story of him running into Nixon President Nixon in Japan and uh, President Nixon looks at Louis Armstrong and says Pops can I help you do anything and uh, Louis Armstrong says he gives him the case with Gage in it and he just thought it was kind of funny the President of the United States is carrying Gage around in Japan um, some years later, it appears as if um, his wife gets caught um, carrying it around. Um, uh, there's this story. He writes this letter to a, a musician. Um, back that he told this one story about with Japan. Uh, his name is uh, Glazier. Glasser, Glazier, probably. Um, Lucille Armstrong was arrested for carrying what was widely speculated to be Louis's stash. Louis stash. So um, she got arrested for carrying his stuff. They say uh, the incident prompts Armstrong to write and record a letter to Glacier from San Francisco. Here's Louis Armstrong's quote. Can you imagine anyone giving Lucille all those headaches and grief over a mere small pittance such as Gage? Something that grows out in the backyard among the chickens and so forth? I just won't carry on with such fear over nothing, and I don't intend to ever stop smoking it, not as long as it grows. And there is no one on this earth that can ever stop it all from growing. No one but Jesus. And he wouldn't dare, because he feels the same way that I do about it. Uh, interesting point of view. I like it. We go back. Um, I watched an episode of Louis Armstrong on Whose Line? What's My Line? Where he is um, disguising his voice where the panel of judges have to decide uh, who the who the celebrity is. And Louis Armstrong's not talking. Such a big voice. And uh, he's not talking. He's putting his voice higher. The host... Um, says, how are we going to do this? How are we going to disguise your voice? And they said, well, Louis can just get higher. And so they start joking with him, saying, can you get higher? And uh, Louis says, well, next time I'll get higher. And um, you could interpret it as him talking about his voice, but it doesn't look that way when you watch it. So interesting about Louis. Um, back to that Swiss Chris gauge and his trumpet as I'm reading and listening about Louis Armstrong, he had a wellness factor. He believed that cannabis was taken for health reasons, to keep you well. Uh, Steve D'Angelo, Harborside Health Center. Same kind of thing. There was someone saying that first thing in the morning when Louis Armstrong would wake up, he would take two times doses of Swiss Chris, roll the joint, head into the bathroom, the toilet, and, quote, just leaves it all behind you. That's good. You know, we, uh, it, it definitely helps help you forget some of your troubles. One of the things I want to play now, I was going to try to describe Louis Armstrong in how he describes the Vipers and smoking it and respecting of the gauge, but I'm just going to play it for you. So that's what I'm going to do right now. 
we did call ourselves lifeless, which could have been anybody from all walks of life that spoke and respected Gage. That's what they called it. That time, in those days, that was our cute little name, marijuana. And it was a misdemeanor in those days, much different from the pressure and charges the law lays on a, a guy who smokes pot. Pot is the later name, which is cute to hear nowadays. We always looked at pot as a kind of a medicine, you know? Yeah, in time, uh, we discussed it in the musicians during the night would go out, roll joints, smoke in between sets, which is said when Louie came back after intermission with some of his best music. And when he said he's ready, he would just come on and say, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then just start playing that trumpet. And I uh, watched a couple and I would, I would agree with that. So intermission, musicians are out rolling, rolling some joints. And it's funny listening to them, they're talking about some good Mexican grass. Louis Armstrong would come out with his, what he liked to call his New Orleans golden leaf. His friend said to me, it was just sad stuff. It just didn't do anything for you. After a few weeks, he started noticing a change that Louis just wasn't bringing it out anymore. And he looked over and he said, hey, you don't bring that uh, New Orleans golden leaf out anymore. What, what's going on? And Louis looks at him and he's like, shit, son. That's like bringing a hamburger to a banquet. Ah, nice. He realized that he had some good stuff coming. Um, one of the things that some of the people are talking about why cannabis and jazz go so well together is that you have this time shift in cannabis. Time seems to be a little different. Um, it helps relax you, which is good for music, and it changes your breath. The way you're breathing, it gives you a different consciousness about how things... 
some of the credits of Louis, he gets credit for the coherent solo within music. Um, he fused blues into the popular music culture, extended the range of the trumpet. He creates a vocabulary that big bands use. Um, he taught me two words, gauge and muggles. I'm going to try to use that a little more. And as we're heading out to the Muggles, let's uh, do a special tote to Mr. Satchel. In the going through my shit, and I'm going through that detecting thing there. All right. right. And so I step it on it, and I walk it forward there, and I got my shit back on my belt, and I walked straight over and sat down, and my God, it was still stuck <laughs> on the bottom of my tennis shoe. <laughs> so I reached out of there and pulled it out of there, and I thought, well, that was funny. Uh, it could have come off. You know, sure. they rolled, they would have seen that. It would have been funny. You got to keep it. Oh, yeah. And then uh, one time I was went to a hearing, and the attorney said, Frank, uh, go in there and wash your face off your, your beard. He said, I can smell. <laughs> that judge can smell that weed all the way from back here. Look at his nostrils, Frank. So they take a break, and... I still use that method now. You told me about it. I took a break it. and I went back to town. I wet my face. You know, water's really good. It is. You ever know that? Did uh -huh. You know that? Well, you told me about it, and I started it doing is that. Really good on your face, even before you're driving. I know it takes the smell off or something. But uh -huh. Come back and he said, "That's a lot better." I says, "Was I really that?" He said, "You were reeking." <laughs> and I said, "My breath wasn't bad." He said, no, but you were smelling your your hair Getting and your everything. Hair, right. I generally use mouthwash before I go in and pour it. <laughs> I hear Gabe was sitting over there and laughing. You know, he don't, well, he's not the superintendent of the jail anymore. Right. New facility. And he said, look at I got, Frank. Now, he's the one that voted against the hemp resolution that did pass, the Lloyd Hillings, and supported industrial hemp. He's the one that voted against it. And he pulls out a little bottle. He's got a leaf on it. Well, let me see that. And it says hemp on it. I said, are you carrying this? He said, yeah, it's lotion, men lotion. I said, is it good? He said, oh, yeah, real good. 
It was about this high, nice. fancy bottle. And he carried that with him. That kind of made me, uh, that was give me a good hint right there. Sure. He may be my man. I'm trying, and I'm going tomorrow night. I'll be making, uh, that's too bad you can't have that testimony. I'll be testifying tomorrow night, my three minutes on, uh, I asked him a request. They got enough information. They always they wanted the six points Davis did. I gave him six points, ten points, twelve points. Uh, 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 <laughs> reasons why we need industrial hemp. So he's got enough ammunition. Uh, they've all got uh, uh, Johnny Ellis's uh, Senate bill. That's all I'm asking for is him to give a resolution like the mayor told me he would. Right. And this is the time to do it. They're down there right now. And SB8 has not even come up. And it's been a deferred bill. Deferred means it was going to be come up this this session, mm-hmm. and it's there. And now they're saying they're just going on the budget. Yeah, they let me testify on the first hearing. It went to uh, uh, something like Human Resources Committee under. Wow, I couldn't believe it. They had people from the national organization, National Growers Association, Agriculture supporting it, and then people here in Alaska. And they let me testify. It was just a closed hearing for them since I was waiting at the LA office. And I just submitted two resolutions in support of what they were doing from Lloyd Hilling and Michael Deuce. And they like to see that. The first ones they ever got. Wow. In support of what they were doing. So they let me testify. Uh, and uh, I even came off then. I wasted about a minute on when I get tied up. I said, uh, I'd like to see a language change here. Let's call it cannabis. And I went through that real shirt that had been decades using it as a racist tool. You know, Randolph Hearst. Right. Now, did you ever read the history on that? Uh, no. Oh, well, it's in... Uh, oh, no. Uh, it's I got uh, It's in uh, Jack Hears, Emperor Wears No Clothes. Uh, this is stuff he picked up in the Congress. A lot of this actual verbatim stuff. And, uh, I got a refresh. Harry in 1938, he was the drug czar. And, man, he was probably one of the most racist drug czar they had in the country. And uh, him and Wendell Worse, they painted the man. He had pictures of, of blacks or Mexicans up against the trees, and these na- lazy Negroes smoking marijuana, you know. And that's what he pictured that. He used it as a racist for, too for years. There's even things in there that says, in Congress, he's saying, you, uh, we got to watch our white women because when these blacks get smoking marijuana, they want to rape them. No. I mean, it was that, and I'm telling you, it was that racist. <laughs> Mexicans the same way. Right, definitely Mexicans. And man, they rounded up all the uh, uh, the blues singers back then, BBG King and, uh, and Louis Armstrong and uh, all those guys that smoked. Uh, they, they harassed them for years. And then uh, you know, a couple of them were jailed, yeah, that's for sure, back then. Beatniks. That's the people that were supposed to smoke back in the 30s. Anyway, anymore, I think the herb's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always been. Yeah, there's so much cannabis strains they've been talking about, but I've been reading about all kinds of strains out there. But how can you trust when you send for that strain or that seed? That's the thing. Well, you, it's a gamble. Well, you got to trust who you're buying from. Yeah. There's a lot out there on the Internet now you can send for it. Oh, uh, you're going to be able to buy clones of anything yeah. right now. And you're going to be able to get clones of stuff soon. Yeah. You'll be able to go and just pay someone 20 bucks, and they'll yeah. give you a plant, and you can go take it. You know what I'd like to do is connect with that <laughs> guy down there in Anchorage that sells hemp clothing and hemp stuff. 
and see why he can't get something going up here. You run a shop? Even if I had to do it right here. Right. You know, or wherever. Yeah? It'd be good. Where you're at. What is this? Have, Just uh, a garage? Yeah. You can turn uh, that uh, into... Huh? The only problem... Yeah, if you're just doing hemp clothing, that's fine. Yeah. But anything other than that, you'll be within violation of residential. Yeah, I know. It's, I don't know how it's going to be set up. Yeah, 24th, you said. 24th, a license? Yeah, I'm going to have to check that bill here. Uh, um, I'm going to try to find out who the sponsor that bill is on the felon there. Well, they got my shit. I set up a... a that's the LAO office. It's all the House and the Senate. That's what I do, every one of them. I'm trying to figure out who that was. Was it Stoltz? Stiltz? It wasn't one of our representatives. It was no. either one down Anchorage Way or uh, uh, Chuganiga or wherever. Hey, I'm going to get inside here. All right. Hey, we'll hey. catch you later. Episodes on SoundCloud at Farm Tokens. Sight! <laughs>